Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Last holiday season, and even most of last year, it was hard to escape stories about how the supply chain was causing difficulties for retailers as well as their customers. Today, we're going to talk about agile supply chains and how they can improve the customer experience, which is a win-win for businesses and consumers. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Peter Pernodet, Global Head of Strategy and Corporate Affairs at Shein. Peter, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. It's great to be with you today, and thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So why don't we get started by you giving a little background on yourself, and if you could talk a little bit about what Shein does, that would be great as well. So I am the Global Head of Corporate Strategy and Corporate Affairs, and my role at Shein is to work with teams across the company to try to help us realize our vision of bringing the beauty of fashion to everyone. I'm a native of California. I live in San Francisco and very excited to share that I am an open water swimmer, enjoy swimming in the San Francisco Bay and find that to be a lot of fun. In terms of what Xi'an itself is, is we're really the pioneer in what we call on-demand fashion. And what on-demand fashion provides is the ability to significantly reduce inventory waste and inventory risk. And let me explain how we do that. So rather than try to predict demand for garments out into the future, let's say three, six months, a year out, what we do is we will make small batches of particular garments. So between 100 and 200 copies for the entire world. We will then offer those on our website and we will look for what we call demand signals. Is there a real interest from our customers for these products? And if there is, we can go back to our digitally empowered supply chain of third party, usually small and medium sized enterprises to see which producers in our supply chain have capacity and capability to make those garments for the now measured and proven demand. And the net effect of that is quite remarkable. It's allowed us to reduce inventory waste into the low single digits. It also allows us to pass on very significant savings to our customers because the cost of goods sold for each product don't have to account for that inventory risk. And that is really the heart of Shein. It's the combination of two technologies, the demand measurement technologies and the digitally empowered supply chain. Great, great. Thanks, thanks for that background there. So, the, and, and great, great intro to, to what we're going to talk about today, which is agile supply chains. 
and really how agile supply chains are a win for the customer experience. So you touched on this a little bit in your intro, but let's start by talking about the challenge. And, you know, there can be a lot of waste in the fashion industry. Those that that pay attention to that surely have, have read some articles and, and, and things about that. And it's often due to creating high volumes of products that may or may not meet consumer demand to the tune of roughly $160 billion a year worth of excess inventory. In a world that's awash in data, why is this still the case for so many brands? As a pioneer in the on-demand model, I think that our approach has been to take the demand measurement technologies which have existed for some time and also the ability to link that to this digital supply chain were really products that we built from the start. As we founded the company, the idea was let's see if we can empower everyone to A, self-express through their clothing. We call that being able to participate in the beauty of fashion. And in order to do that, we needed to have a ability to respond to customer interests as they changed. You know, fashion's a dynamic industry. Tastes are changing. Product preferences are changing. And so in order to meet that vision of being able to empower everyone to express themselves, we really wanted to build a flexible, dynamic, high-speed company. And that is what we've been able to do through this on-demand model. I think that other companies are starting to catch on to this. And I think that the digital revolution in supply chains, the ability to work closely with customers, the ability to respond to customer preference in a more flexible way, all of those things are starting to emerge in the industry. And we're proud of the fact that we really pioneered it. We are one of the first, if not the first company to do this at the speed and scale at which we do. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about how that, you know, how, how that kind of came to be. So, you know, as, as we've been talking about already, Sheehan designed and this on-demand business model that not only creates efficiencies for the business, but it also, you know, it's, it's customer friendly. It reflects the trends that customers are seeking in, in real time and, and, you know, without some of the waste that, that I mentioned earlier. So starting at the beginning, was building an agile supply chain something that Shein was founded on or were there just, you know, how, how did that kind of come to be? Were there early insights that kind of pointed in this direction? So when the founders got together and and were animated by this vision of how do we empower people to self-express, how do we kind of break through the traditional layers and gatekeeping that exists in fashion? And I think the idea that they happened upon, which was quite revolutionary, was the marriage of these technologies that I've been talking about. And I think that that allowed us to, from the start, have the flexibility and agility to engage multiple different suppliers to meet multiple different tastes, preferences, design styles, and do that quickly and flexibly. But I I would like to, you know, sort of step back a little bit because I also think that one of the things that sets us apart is while there is tremendous value in digital, and we have leveraged that very successfully, There's also a component of this that requires us to engage directly with our suppliers in a more personal way, in an analog way, if you will. And I think that that is another aspect of our business, which is not well understood or maybe not well known, is that we invest heavily in our suppliers 
on the analog level. We're providing new facilities. We're providing supplier employee training. We introduce them to new technologies like digital thermographic printing, digital cutting. And we're really looking at ways to build an ecosystem, a community or a partnership, if you will, around our supply chain. And so I think all of that kind of reflects our entrepreneurial spirit. Like, let's find these small and medium-sized producers. Let's digitally empower them. Let's link them together. Let's work with them. And I think that's something that occurred organically as we built the business. And so, you know, to to answer your question, yeah, I do think that we have had this from the start. And I think it was part of, of our idea on what the company should be. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you touched on some of the things involved in in building this agility, you know, into your processes. But was this, you know, how long did it take to get this running smoothly? I mean, you mentioned you're, if not the first, one of the first um, to do this. So, you know, certainly there were some, you know, learnings just uh, uh, that, that you needed to come by. So, you know, how did you, you know, how did you kind of incorporate change to this essentially a, a brand new process? I think when we were founded in 2012, the idea was to try to identify some suppliers, identify customers and engage with them digitally. We have iterated on that constantly. And I think that is another hallmark of our business is this real commitment to evolving, this sort of passion to experiment, to test and learn, to see what's working. And so we've been very successful and we're, we're, we're so grateful to our customers for coming with us on this journey, but I think we aren't really standing still. So we're looking at new ways of empowering our supply chain. We just announced a a major $70 million investment in what we call the supplier community empowerment program, which is aimed at providing capital to our suppliers to engage in some of these activities and projects and upgrades that we were talking about. And so I think that we're, constantly trying to evolve that capability to improve that capability to be more and more customer led if you will yeah and so i i think there's a a cultural ethos that we have as a company that that really puts the customer first and drives us to try to meet that customer where they're at what kind of insights and data and customer metrics do you use so so that you can be so so nimble i mean it's i I know it's it's often related to sales data but you mentioned some you know initial indicators like maybe without giving away the the secrets or whatever you know what what are you looking at as far as you know how how do you measure success of the process and and of the agility of of your supply chain At the highest level, Greg, what we're looking for is something I call the demand signal. And the demand signal is a proxy for customer intentionality. The customer has a vision for what they want. They have a vision for how they want to self-express. And what we need to do is is identify that and using our proprietary techniques and and really the, the 10 years in which we've been in business, we've been refining this and refining this is determine if that intentionality is actually associated with demand. And we do that across our platform. And so we're looking at and interacting with, almost as in a conversation with our customers about what types of products they're interested in, what types of products they're not interested in. And we extrapolate from that demand signal 
very solid projections on how much a particular product is going to sell. And then we can take that back to our supply chain and produce to meet that actual demand. And I think our inventory levels being so low reflect to this, the success of our measurements. So we are mm -hmm. doing, uh, I think, a very strong job in A, identifying demand signals and B, translating that back to our supply chain. Before we continue, I want to tell you about the upcoming AI4 2023 conference, August 7 through 9 in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. AI4 2023 brings together business leaders and data practitioners to facilitate the responsible adoption of artificial intelligence and machine learning technology. The conference features leaders from brands like Amazon, JP Morgan Chase, CVS, Estee Lauder Companies, UPS, New York Life Insurance, United Healthcare, and many more. While it's not specifically for marketers and CX professionals, there are plenty of topics both directly and indirectly related to the work you do every day. To learn more and register for the conference, go to ai4.io slash USA slash register. That's ai4.io slash USA slash register. And you can register with the code AgileBrand for 15% off your registration. That's Agile Brand, all one word. I'm excited to hear from this amazing lineup of speakers and thought leaders and hope to see you in Las Vegas. Make sure to register at ai4.io slash USA slash register with the code Agile Brand for 15% off your registration. Now let's get back to the show. And so you, you mentioned that some other companies are starting to catch on, maybe following suit. But, you know, what's what's preventing those that are still kind of doing things the old way? And even though they probably know better and they're seeing, you know, they're seeing some of the benefits and, and just the the re reduction in waste, if nothing alone, um, you know, what's what's preventing um, some of these other lagging brands from following suit? I mean, I don't, I can't speak to other brands' intentions or, or, or their business models. I, I just don't, I don't know them well enough to, to be informed. But I, I do know that for us, we see the on-demand model as something that is replicable and scalable and usable by other, other brands. And, and we are hoping to and open to partnering with other brands to share what we've learned, to work with them in ways that are collaborative or or mutually beneficial to share technologies and capabilities. I think where this is most critical is in the area of sustainability. One of the hallmarks of our sustainability program at Xi'an is around what we call collective action or collective responsibility. And we think that the capabilities that we've developed and are perfecting on the production side with low waste, low intensity manufacturing, those types of capabilities are something that we should share with the entire industry. And I think there are other market participants who have advances in textiles, advances in recycling or reuse that we're learning from as well. So I, I do think that one of the best parts of our industry is that there is an emerging sense of collective action, collective responsibility. And I'm hoping that we will continue to play a role in that. And I, I'm very confident that we will, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, I think that's just great. And uh, that's so powerful to, to be able to do that. And, and for, for your brand to be an example there of, of how it can be done well. 
one other thing I, I wanted to get back to, and you know, a lot of what we talk about on the show is is about the customer experience and and really how to drive better better customer experiences. So, you know, in addition to you know, there's there's business value in in creating greater efficiencies. There's uh, let's call it social value in creating and reducing waste and and creating a more sustainable business. How has this approach then also helped Shein to be more creative, more in tune with its audiences? Maybe you know, go out there a little bit more than than it might have, and you know, and and more in line with what audiences are are wanting. Our view is that the center of our business is our customer. And our customer cohort is extremely creative, extremely broad, and really empowered. And they have strong views on what they want to look like, how they want to be self-expressive, and what types of clothing make them feel good, make them feel like their best selves. And that customer centricity is what drives our creativity. We have customers in 165 countries and, and those customers are so diverse and they have so many new and novel ideas that we're producing clothing that if, if it was left to a traditional model, we wouldn't be able to meet that diversity. We wouldn't be able to celebrate that authenticity in the way that we are. So I think to, to answer your question in the first part, our customer centricity is what makes us creative. But we've also go beyond that. So we have a very active in-house design team. We're constantly looking at new designs, new ways to, to reach and excite our customers. But the most innovative thing that we've done is a program called SheNX. And SheNX is an incubator for new designers, new artists who can work with us. And we will help them with logistics. We'll help them with production. We'll help them with marketing. We will promote and advertise their products. And we will list them on our site alongside our normal collections. And this is a way for new designers, new artists to bring forward their vision, their voice in a way that is safe, it's empowered, it's easily accessible. And so some of the traditional barriers to designers, some of the traditional barriers to artists seeking to move into the fashion industry have been removed. And the creativity that that spawns is remarkable. We did a our first ever global Shein X summit in Los Angeles. And we had several collections from several of our Shein X designers. We had you know, at least 50 designers at the summit and to see the breadth of their vision and the uniqueness of their ideas and to be able to bring that to light, I think is something that's really becoming more and more a hallmark of our company and reflects our founders entrepreneurial vision. Yeah. You know, back to the small and medium enterprise. Here we have small and medium sized designers empowered and equipped to go out and really be the next big thing. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, that's that's really, really interesting. And yeah, the the, the diversity, it sounds like the diversity is enabled by the agility of the supply chain. And all of that then ties into just a better customer experience. You know, when you see thing, when a customer sees things that are relevant to them and, and, and things, it seems like it's kind of a, it's, it's a full circle there. Would you say? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that the most dynamic systems and the most agile systems are systems that are responsive and flexible to change. Yeah. 
And when we talk about agility, or at least when I talk about agility, what we're thinking about is how do you identify an input? How do you orient yourself to that input so that you can react successfully? And the more and better you are at reacting to those inputs and the faster you can do that, we think the more successful a company can become. And we, through this on-demand model we've pioneered, are able to be quite agile. Yeah. Yeah. So do you see this agility and the agile supply chain? Is this the future of e-commerce? And, you know, what what do you also see uh, next as Sheehan continues to innovate? So I think down the road, we're looking at a couple of strategic projects. So I think one of the largest is what we call localization. We feel that in order to continue to be customer-led and customer-centric, it's really important to be in the geographies where our customers are located. We've invested very heavily in the United States. We have a Los Angeles headquarters. We have a major distribution center in Whitestown, Indiana. We've got a smaller operation in Washington, D.C., And what that does is it brings together individuals who are familiar with the U.S. market, who have, in some cases, decades of working in the U.S. fashion industry and our understanding of what U.S. customers are interested in. And that allows us to further refine and tailor our offering. It also allows us to bring distribution into the United States in a way that speeds up deliveries. It reduces the carbon footprint of the company. And it really allows for the customer experience to be, I think, elevated. And so I think that's an area where you're going to see a lot of growth. Uh, To give you a specific example, we've just announced a major initiative, over a $100 million investment into Brazil to start doing local manufacturing with suppliers in Brazil to really build up a marketplace in Brazil so that Brazilian customers can interact with Brazilian suppliers and we will have a, a sustained ecosystem within Brazil. And I think that's something that those two projects really reflect this localization strategy. And I think that's something that we're excited to see continue into you know, 2023, 2024. Yeah. Great. I think another area where we're really focused, and we touched on this a little bit at, at, throughout the conversation, though, is sustainability. And we really see sustainability as, as a, a very important driver of our business. We think that the efficiencies that we've gained and some of the efficiencies that we hope to gain as we continue on our journey are actually net positive from a business perspective. They're net positive from a customer perspective. Customers are are getting products that they can, can be very confident in and feel good about. And it's also good for the collective. I talked a lot about collective resilience and collective responsibility and sharing. I think those are all areas where we as a leadership team are really focused going into 20. 2023 and 2024. So I'm excited to see some some efforts there. I think the last thing, and this is just more of a personal one, but we've just announced a partnership with FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design. And FITM is this great school that has so many talented students. And we've created a scholarship program where we'll be giving up to $40,000 in scholarships to individual designers for them to participate in the SheNX program we were talking about. And you know, going back to that idea of empowering the new and finding the next creative voice, this is a way in which we can reach into individuals at the very start of their career, you know, really in college, and we can nurture them and empower them so that they can be really successful. 
and to do so in a way that, you know, eliminates some of the financial burdens of higher education that allows them to see and experience what the fashion industry is like. So I'm personally really excited about the, the FITM partnership, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of those types of relationships develop over the course of this year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, ex- exciting stuff. Well, Peter, uh, thanks so much for joining the show. I've got one last question before we wrap up. For those listening and you know, maybe not even in fashion industry, they could be in completely different industries, but still, you know, focused on supply chain. And, you know, what's what's a piece of advice that you would have for another brand that might want to build an agile supply chain as as they navigate the months ahead? That's a really thoughtful question. I I think that the best piece of advice I can give to brands is to think small before you think big, to look at your supply chain and your partnerships and your your vision and really trying to build out a, a, a platform where you can test your business to find product market fit before you scale. And I think that's something that that we have done quite well. And I, I really encourage others to look at that. So to sum it up, think small before you go big. Wonderful. Yeah. Love it. Greg, we really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Yeah. Great to have you. Well, again, I'd like to thank Peter Pernodet, Global Head of Strategy and Corporate Affairs at Shein for joining the show. You can learn more about Peter and Shein by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.